Welcome to the same room. Welcome to the same room. We hope that the conversations we have had in this room has had a great impact on your life. We have come to that point where we are doing our two-part season finale. Now, these episodes center on the conversation, If God is Really Good. As some of you may know, the theme of this season has been, Is God Real? Now, I've discovered that when people often question the reality of God, they're really questioning the goodness of God. And so in this conversation of If God is Really Good, we're going to be focusing on two major parts. The first part is, If God is Really Good, Why Is There Evil in the World? And the second part, If God is Really Good, Why Is Jesus Known as the Only Way? Now, if you are intrigued by this, you definitely want to stay tuned. And joining me is the multiple award-winning artist, Kirk Franklin, regarded as a musical genius within his rights. He represents greatly faith meeting culture. This is a conversation, again, you really don't want to miss. And so let's dive right in. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm sipping on my good green tea. You know what? I have some green tea, too, and it's yeah, pretty good. It's good. good. Come it's on, good. Somebody. I got to get my let's do a chill. chill. Yes, I got to get my... My, uh, you know, legs crossed, kind of getting posted Get your face up. gone. Yeah, you know? for my tea. <laughs> so with green tea, we're going to be having an amazing conversation today on if God is really good. Okay. And so as you know, this is a two-part episode. And so part one of this episode, we want to discuss something that is really a big question on the hearts of so many people, that if God is really good, why is there evil in the world? Mm. Now, one of the things I recently heard you say on The Breakfast Club, and I actually made note of it because I wanted to share that with the people, and you said the only way that people see God is through the hands and the work that we do when we love the least of this, referencing that scripture in the Bible. Now, why I bring this up is because when we think about evil, now we can go you know, through a myriad, myriad of things, right? And so I want us to start with the simple things, to talk about the evil that exists that is actually the result and can be solved by humanity. And so the question I want to pose to you is that how do we come to the place where we start taking more responsibility for one another? Well, uh, when we talk about the depravity of mankind, mm -hmm. uh, it is very difficult for me to uh, communicate within a type of context without some type of uh, theological foundation. Yeah. Because uh, the goodness of God also allows for the choices of man. That's right. That's and so, right. And so because in his sovereignty and because of his divine love for man, he created the seed of choice inside of man. Mm -hmm. And so there will be men and women that because they are free to choose, they will not always choose what's right. Yeah. They will choose what is wrong or what is uh, beneficial for their own selfishness of yeah. their own well-being. And what I love that you're saying is that because they are free to choose, and that is the conversation that I want everyone watching this to engage in, that we have the responsibility of choice. And so when we point the finger and say something like, the, one of the most common things when it comes to what humanity can solve is that if God is really good, why is there so much poverty in the world? Yet this is something that we can be the hands of Jesus yes. and help our brother, help our sister, help where we see poverty and step into those areas. Yes. But yet we take off responsibility and we make it that, why wouldn't God fix this? But then God has created us to be that to one another. Yes. And so that's where, you know, I love that you mentioned yes. that we do have the choice, but for us to recognize that we do have that choice. Yeah, we have that choice, but the choice 
without the power to execute the choice mm -hmm. is what makes it problematic. Yeah. Is that there takes a supernatural yeah. being to be able to uh, change the trajectory of a person's will that is not self-serving. Mm, I like that. That, that. that 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 we are by nature selfish beings. We 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 are all uh, uh, beings that it is in our instinct of survival. Yeah. And so some of us will survive to the detriment of someone else. Yeah. And so because of that, it takes a divine force to be able to cause a person to sacrifice what may all be beneficial for them yeah. for the betterment of others. If I have $100, can I sacrifice 20 of it for the betterment of someone else? Well, what gives me the cost to do that? What 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 motivates me to do that? But because if I look at all the socioeconomic uh, 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 platforms or, or the ideologies, then I can argue myself out of it. Yeah. Well, they need to pull their own selves up. You know, well, what are they doing wrong? What are, you know, it's it's very easy to do that when it's the when when the foundation of that argument is really uh, it has to do with intent. That's true. It has to do with intent. And so if the intent is self-survival, then I can argue my way out of anything. And that, that intent is shaped by what you are in relationship with. Yes. Because if you're only in relationship with yourself, mm -hmm. your intent will be shaped by selfish yes. purposes. So but true. when you're in relationship with the Creator, now your mm -hmm. intent is shaped mm -hmm. by His will and His desires. Mm -hmm. And I love that you brought that up because it speaks to... When, you know, recently I remember there was a gentleman and he was saying that, well, if God is good, then why, why is there evil in human na nature? Why is there sin? Like the whole concept of sin, why, are we, why do we have the ability to sin? And what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm loving that you're saying is that it's just like, you know, we've heard about how darkness is not an actual thing, how darkness is just the result of the absence of light. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of, that, that need of selfishness of, or that intent that is formed by being in relationship with self, I think of that concept of darkness, that the absence of light creates that. So the absence of relationship then births that, you know, that person who is like, well, I'm just looking out for me and I'm gonna just point the fingers about the other yes. issues in life. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and the answer to that, well, why is there evil? There's evil only because there was good. Mm -hmm. is, that, is, is that you would not know what was good without the backdrop right. of there being something bad. And I'm not saying that 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 God the Creator is setting up a system of games for us. <laughs> is that it all is birthed out of the essence of love to yeah. give you the choice to choose. And then the choice to choose and it coming from the lens of depravity, meaning yeah. meaning meaning that 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 at some point uh, and 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 I, and and I know that uh, that that our scholars or 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 intellects would try to argue um, uh, who was there at creation? What was what was was there an original Adam? Was there an original <laughs> yeah. Eve? And so we we can uh, um, get into the creation argument all that 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 we want to and kind of get on the hamster wheel, which is which is cool if that's yeah. what people want to get into. But at some point, if it wasn't Adam and Eve, it was be it would it would have been. Luquendin Jerome. And that's you real. What I'm Somebody somewhere <laughs> that's real. was going to yeah. choose not the light. Yeah. Because uh, scripture teaches us is that darkness becomes attractive to the soul of a man. That 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 it's almost like a child. No one has to teach that child to lie. Yeah. 
like, you know, you run in and see your baby. What's Sometimes that their first word is no. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Where does that come from? And, 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 so, and, and so that's what we have to understand, that science's job is always the intent to try to, to, try to explain the how. Mm -hmm. But it can never explain the why. That's real. Why has to come from the creator of life. That's real. And so that's why we're all in pursuit. Even in our greatest state, everyone is looking for an answer to something bigger. Yeah. And why is that in, in, intuitively instinctive in man, that he's always looking for a bigger, what is the dream, well, what is the purpose of life, what is something bigger? And it can be found totally in money, it can be found in sex, it can be found in temperamental things. There's always this pursuit yeah. of something greater. And I love what you're saying because even when, when you talk about pursuit, when you talk about relationship, when you talk about um, that even the connection that our connection with God and our need to find like where you know who am I what is the purpose of my life yeah. and then we start you know looking for things with her and society tells us you know it's when you make this X amount of dollars it's when you get married it's yeah. when you drive this car and then you obtain that and it's like but I haven't found it yeah. and what I love is that it's almost as though God has put within us the the desire to search him yes 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 yeah. and, and, and to also give context even about uh, the introduction of religion, mm -hmm. because the reason why I am so anti-religious is because uh, since the inception of religion, it has always been man's attempt to try to define who God is within culture. That's true. Instead of allowing God to define who he is to man. Yeah. And so that's when we get different different religions, different philosophies, different ideals. Because, because it's what we're comfortable with. Yes, yes, yep. yes, yes. yes uh, every religion is always sculptured to benefit the one that created it. Yeah. Uh, when even when you look at the Church of England and how the Church of England was developed so that the king could get a divorce. Really? You yes. know what? I'm, I'm yes. learning that right yes. now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he wanted to get a divorce from his wife, and and the Catholic Church would not allow him. Wow. So he started his own denomination, his own Protestant denomination, so that he could get a divorce that is crazy. from his wife. And so it just, and, 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 and so that is a constant narrative And this is interesting because we use the name of God and to shape religion, although as though we're shaping culture. Yes. And so even backtracking from what you're saying, because when a non-believer hears something like this, for them, they're like, well, there goes all this, you know, spiritual yes. people yes. manipulating the scriptures, manipulating yes. the name of God. Why would I want to believe in that God? Yes. And just to backtrack, because when we think about the identity of God and talking about goodness and evil, when you think about the identity of God, if he will call himself good, then he is aware of what it means to not be good. Mm. And so as humanity, being created in his image is to have both knowledge of what it means to walk in what's right when you're in relationship with him and what it means to, because even, even as a child, children are aware of things that they should not do. Yes. And so that is almost like this instinctive nature, but then the more that you get older and the more that that pursuit of what is my purpose in life, and when you find that in God, now all of a sudden there is this, your moral law is not defined by you. Yeah. It's bigger than you. And, and to also, uh, uh, acknowledge to the people that have turned their back 
on faith because yeah. of 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 us some of the conversations that were, that were, that were having some of the some of the issues and um, that that religion has birthed. Yeah. It is very true that there is a lot that we have to acknowledge that has been done wrong in the mm -hmm. name of God. That that um, from the Crusades onto Jim Crow, uh, you know, you know sure. that 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 there's been several moments in history that in the name of God we have. Um, we we have imprisoned the people. We have we have uh, um, we have marginalized people. We have uh, crucified people, yeah. killed people uh, for 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 the benefit of those that were stronger over the weaker. Mm -hmm. And so that confession must be shouted out loud if we're ever going to bring any type of respect back to. Uh, a community of faith. Yeah. The first thing to be able to do is to acknowledge we made some mistakes. There have been several mistakes, but but just like there are many mistakes in the legal system in America, there are so many police that have done many, many, many bad things, and there are so many uh, times where where the judicial system has gotten it wrong. Yeah, we still stop at stoplights. We still stop at stop signs <laughs> sure. because there's still something instinctive about the system mm -hmm. that is still better than if it was not there. So what we have to do is we have to shed light on the good while also acknowledging the bad. That's right. When it, when it comes to the idea of faith. Mm. That don't throw God out just because some idiots have made mistakes. And, and what I love about that is because we're basically saying that our God is not flawed. Mm. Now his people his are people flawed. Are. And his, his people pe are flawed. And his people don't acknowledge the flawed nature enough. Yeah. And which is, which is very confusing to me, I have to be very honest with you, yeah. is because when you look at the canon of scripture, it is full- Of flawed men and women. <laughs> flawed men and women who are yeah. constantly acknowledging yeah. their depravity. Because the more we do that, because I remember there was something that you mentioned and you said, you know, the problem, the reason why millennials are leaving the church is because we're showing them our scriptures and we're not showing them our scars. Our scars. Yes. And I think that is one of the issues that we're seeing. But on the good side of things, I want to talk about a story um, that I've heard you shared before when we talk about, you know, flawed men and women, but then you have people that literally show themselves as the hands of God and the hearts of God. Um, I heard you share a story about how when you were a baby, you were abandoned mm -hmm. by your mother and your father. Mm -hmm. And at four years old, you were adopted by a 64, year, was that your aunt? 64, she, she biologically, I believe was my great, great, great wow. aunt. But we, we don't know if she is my biological aunt. That's, and that makes the story even more interesting yeah. because you have someone who has no, um, you know, she, it's not her direct or personal yeah. responsibility, yeah. but yet she took that yeah. charge. And that is what represents, you know, that yes, we do have, you know, flawed humanity, but there are people who are, make, who are taking the responsibility to say, we have a responsibility to one another. Yes. And even though this circumstance happened, there are people who can actually say, you know what, I want to represent the heart of God. Yes. And so what I want to ask you is that what do you think your life would have been if that if she did not adopt you? I have no idea. Wow. That that uh that statement is loaded with so much uncertainty, you know, wow. because it's 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 uh it's a it's a moment that did not happen and I can't even and well what what I can tell you is that I can't even imagine how I would be if it hadn't been for her, you know, yeah. just just my level of gratitude for her and, and and my level of appreciation that she introduced me 
to God at a very young age that allowed me to be able to 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 see it in model at mm -hmm. home because she was very genuine in her relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And then what it did for me is that at an early age, because I did not have a father and mother in the home, I started to pursue a personal relationship with, with uh, God at a very young age. Now, I still made a lot of mistakes, still flawed, and, and uh, still messed up a lot. And then when I was 15, a friend of mine was shot and killed. And wow. he was the good guy. Like, he was the good kid. We were the kids that were, all, we were always getting into trouble. And so uh, uh, that right there was the uh, trajectory change in my life. life. And um, um, that, no doubt, is the reason why I'm able to sit here with you and to have this conversation of uh, faith mm -hmm. and its impact on an individual's life. Wow. Now, what I love about what you're saying, um, recently you released your 13th yeah. album, yeah. Long Live Love. Long Live Love. Now, my favorite song in that album is OK. Oh, and really? I actually wrote, there are two things that spoke to me, and I want to I wanna connect that to what you just said. So two things. One, you said, the season of pain, it won't last always. Yeah. The second thing, you needed the storm to wake you up and make you feel better. Mm. Now, my question for you has two parts. The first part is, have you, have you come to a place of, you know, are, actually, have you forgiven both parents for their mm. action? Honest question. That is a very, very good mm -hmm. question. Um, forgiveness is free, mm -hmm. but trust is earned. Definitely. And uh, they are two separate things. And a lot of times the forgiveness may not even be for the other person. The other person may not even necessarily know, like my, my my biological father passed last year, and I didn't know him well, and um, was uh, was was contacted when he was dying, and so that was a major change in my life as well. And 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 I'm still even to this day trying to figure out how to mourn somebody that I never knew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then my biological mother, it's a little bit more uh, complex because. Uh, even as a grown man, um, about 15, well, about almost close to 20 years ago, when I, when I was about 32, something happened uh, between her and my biological sister when she got out of prison that really, really hurt me, her reaction to the situation. And you know, one of, one of the benefits about becoming an adult is that you no longer have to put yourself in harm's way. Mm. You know, you can choose to remove yourself That's right. from toxic situations. And, and uh, there's nothing um, there, there's nothing biblically uh, or even legally that says that we have to remain in toxic situations mm -hmm. just because of the biological relationship. Yeah. And so I've chosen to move myself out of it because it's too much for me. Yeah, but in your heart, you've you know moved on. From I don't that. know. That's honest. I really honest. don't know. Oh man. That's listen, honest. Listen, I would listen. There's been so much damage with people in my faith not being honest, mm -hmm. and there, and I want to cancel out that that, yeah. that cycle. I'm going to share probably more about me that's bad than I ever will that's good. But oh. it goes back to scars. Yeah. It yeah. goes back to scars. Yeah. And and because I heal as I reveal. Wow. That's you know, good. it's very important for me. Like 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 it's like when I get a chance to sit with someone like you and a platform and I'm very humbled to have these opportunities. It's 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 my continued process of therapy. It's, yeah. it's, it's my medicine. It is my healing process because the more I get out um, 
I'm able to just to maybe get through the day. Yeah. And the reason I ask that is because going back to that song, when you say you needed the storm and what I'm learning about life, because that storm is the storm that could be the abandonment of yeah. both parents. For another person's life, the storm could be the loss of a loved one. Could the be. storm could be a miscarriage. But when you say you need it, because what I love about music, um, ex just even for musicians, is that when they write, especially gospel, that it's almost written prophetically. Mm. It's almost written, and what I love about how honest you are, because you can write what God has given you, even though you may not, you're, you're catching up to what you're singing. Wow, wow. Because even in that, in that song, in what you've been through, earlier you shared about how, you know, this, the lady who took you in had such a great impact in your life, the lady who adopted you yes. had such a great impact in your life, and it is the reason that you are here today. Yes. And so when I think about evil, my, my thought process is if what we define as evil led to something good, led to, has a narrative of hope, mm -hmm. or led to an outcome that serves us, was it ever evil to start with? Mm. Well, it's that I uh, um, love how one thing, and, and again, for the sake of people listening, is that um, to me, the kind of conversation that we're having is we're having a conversation that people that, that, uh, that agree on a theological lens. Mm -hmm. Meaning, meaning that it's very difficult to have this type of conversation if you are not necessarily a believer in the construct of our faith. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you agree. Yeah. But because um, my next statement would only be for someone who aligns themselves with the faith that I profess. Because yeah. I, I would say that one theologian would say is that the devil is the devil, but he's God's devil. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? But, 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 but you would have to have a Judeo-Christian uh, 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 construct <laughs> to be able to even align yourself with that type of thought because if now you're like, well, that makes no freaking sense to me. Yeah. And I can understand that. You know, that uh, uh, um, um, Paul, Paul constantly talks about how the things of God are foolish mm -hmm. to those that don't believe. And so, and so I always want to be sensitive to that. That's why, yeah. that's why I always believe in leading with love and example yeah. because that would be the door to the things of God that 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 may seem very confusing and and, 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 right. and not not sensible, especially for people that may come from a a certain sense of intellect or 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 uh, uh, enlightenment, should yeah. I say? Is that you know, mm. Christian belief is one of faith, yeah. but it's not a faith that is. Uh, uh, not rooted in some foundational truth. Yeah, and the reason I, I ask that because even in you sharing your story, for example, my father, when I was a baby, was murdered by my uncle. Wow. Now, I did not know the uncle that murdered him was actually an uncle that I grew up with, and we did not find out. Your he, father? My father, yeah. He was and murdered by his brother. His cousin. His cousin. And I was about, the, the years are blurred up, but I think I was like nine or 10 or something like around the, that age at the time when we found, he was actually in the house when, I mean, the whole thing came out and he did not deny it. And I'm like, this is an uncle who I've known. So when I even, yes. and so what I love about God is that he, he loves questions, even though people think that is not true. No. And what that led me on, that led me on a journey to questions mm -hmm. because so many times things can happen and the church language is, you know, 
God is going to all work out for good. Yeah. God has better, is going to, yeah. you know, it's all things work together for yeah, the good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sounds nice, but it's vague. Mm -hmm. And so my biggest thing was that I wanted to go on a journey to say, God, I want to understand this as though, even if I was not a believer, that this concept of why evil is allowed on earth makes sense. Like, yeah. why, why do we have, why do I have to, why did my father have to be murdered? Why did my mother have to be a widow at this age? And all these questions come into mind. And one of the things that he taught me that really made an impact on me was when I looked at the life of Jesus. Now, going back again, when we talk about how every humanity is on this pursuit of purpose, they're on this pursuit of who am I? Who, you know, where did I come from? How do I feel? How do I get to this place of fulfillment? And now that is the, the testimony of a, of one in relationship with Jesus can speak about purpose, even though in being honest, because it's such a journey, we may not speak about this place of fulfillment yeah. yet. Yes. But the thing that really hit me is that when I looked at the life of Jesus and when studying his life, and I'm like, he was someone who came on earth to become sin, to kill sin. Yes. So he became what his purpose was. Yes. And I, the question I had is that, is the the, how do I even put this? The birthing of purpose, does that come with you experiencing what God called you to? Mm. And the reason I say that is because I heard you on an interview, um, you were, they were asking you about Kanye West and you mentioned how you don't abandon people. You're like, you will never do that because you know what it feels like to be abandoned. Yes. So that conviction came from your experience. Yes. But your album, Long Live Love. Yeah. It is coming from a conviction of your experience mm -hmm. because it's long live love, the love that is unconditional, the love that that surpasses even all, every anything that could stand against you. Mm -hmm. That kind of love comes from a conviction of not even receiving that as a baby. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I asked the question that what we call evil, is it really evil or is that based on our perception and the emotions it creates in that moment? Is I believe that it is an evil, but it is an evil that is not without a divine authority. Yeah. With, without, with, without a divine a limiting bar to what it does and what it can be. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for, for example, when we talk about how the axis of the earth is, is like one hundredth of, one hundredth of a tenth on its axle, and if it moves just even a slight off its axis or mm -hmm. arches the axle, that the whole planet would be in a global flood. Mm -hmm. Well, who, who controls that, 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 that certain uh, 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 line in the earth that is not limited to move one way or the other that, that, that keeps it from turning into a, a global catastrophe? There has to be a divine hand yeah. that makes it work, and that it makes it work for the for the uh, ability for life to happen on the earth. And yeah. so, even when you look at nature itself, it is just the fingerprint of God. And mm -hmm. and 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 even when you look at evil, you you look at how Paul once was a Christian was a a killer of Christians, mm -hmm. and then after his conversion. Uh, now he is the greatest missionary to Christians. Right. And so uh, his evil now puts him in a position to now where he's now committed to saving those that he was once physically killing. So there is an evil 
but it's not an evil that does not have a divine control on yeah. it. And it is an evil that does not necessarily have to have the limits that it has because it's also an evil that responds to the choices mm -hmm. of man. That's right. And, and I agree with that because one of the things is that I never undermine um, the power of darkness mm -hmm. in itself or the consequences of our actions yes. and the impact that it could have on yes. people. Yes. And so I do believe that there is an evil that exists. Um, and, but the, 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 the question rather I'm proposing is in, when you look at eternity, yes. in, the, in the reality of eternity, I think that some of the things that we, we look at as, God, why did this happen in my life? When we look at it from a, a, a perspective of eternity, then we realize how really disconnect, this got connected to that, disconnect, the, how the dots connected to where we are today. And the reason I shared the story with my father was because in that place of asking God several questions, that why did this have to happen? I remember one day I had a dream and that was such a powerful dream to me because in the dream, I'm literally sitting on a conference table. Mm -hmm. And on the conference table, there was a man who was across from me and I knew that man to be the Lord Jesus. And around him were all these other men. And you know how in dreams you just have a knowing of what's happening, even yeah. though you, have no you would not have any natural knowledge of what, what is taking place. And so surrounded around him were people in the dream I knew to be angels. And we're on this conference table like we're having a business meeting. And I, was, and I asked the question, I'm like, why did you take my father? Because when I asked my mother the question about my dad, she mentioned how they had taken him to three different hospitals. The first two hospitals rejected him because they wanted a report. I'm like, this don't make no sense. The third hospital accepted him, but by that time he had lost so much blood. And so my question was, and when she actually told me that, then I understood that it was not the gunshots that killed him. God, you allowed this to happen mm. because if you were with him, the first hospital should have accepted him mm. and he would not have lost that much blood. Mm. And so I'm like, yes, the gunshots had, the con had, had its consequences, but you allowed this. And so in that dream, I was like, why did my father die? Yeah. And what happened in that, in that dream was so powerful to me because first an angel stands up and he says that the age your father was supposed to die would be age 54. If we allowed it, it would be known as an age, you, it, it was almost like he was explaining what we would do culturally that would affect us in the natural. He said, if, you, if we allowed him to die at that age, it would have been seen as an age of death in the family. And that mindset would almost mentally block you. And I was like, what does that even mean? And he tells me, ask your mother who died at 54 because someone else had died at 54. I'm so young, I don't even know what they're talking about. And I'm like, I'm gonna ask my mom. Then, um, after he speaks, the Lord Jesus looks at me and says, it was good for your father to die. And not even like for him to die, but for us to take him. Because the path that he has chosen was not, what it, almost as though it was not in the original will of God. And if we allowed him, then the consequences of his life would affect all of you and it would be a hindrance to you becoming who you're supposed to be. And so they're explaining all of this, and I'm like, this is, it, it was so much information, but they're actually explaining to me the goodness of him being taken away. And so I wake up, I run to my mother's room, and I asked my mom, I said, mom, who died at 54? And she said, her big brother. And I had chills all over, because 
I knew that if that was to be true, the rest of the conversation must have had meaning and truth in it. And so it was those kind of dreams and those kind of conversations that would bring me back to the place of some of the things that I regard as, God, why would you allow this? Why did you make that happen? Why, why did this have to happen? Why did this person have to go through this? Why was this person born into that family? And then what hits me is that what if that was part of the birthing process of who I needed to be? Mm. And it took me back to when the Lord Jesus said in the scriptures that it is good I go, because if I don't go, the helper won't come to you. And then it made me wonder what we experience as loss, as death, as pain, is it that it is working for something good for the other person? Taking out church language, but when we look at the reality of it, is there a shift of perspective that God wants us to come into? Because I'm someone who I believe that the commandments of God are not simply to be obeyed because they're the commandments of God, but that there is wisdom and knowledge for how we live on earth, that it is for us. Because when we talk about God being self-sufficient being, it means he doesn't really need anything from us. He doesn't need us to worship him. He doesn't, not, he doesn't need anything from us to be any more of God. So what his commandments have to deal with us. And so when it comes to forgiveness, when it comes to be grateful in all things or rejoice in all things, it's not just the, it can't just be the commandment. It can't just be we have to rejoice in all things because God said so. But what if there is a shift in our perspective that helps us to do that organically and not pretend or lie, you know? There was a lot to unpack. Um, mm -hmm. there's, 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 there's a lot to unpack, and I think that you should be able to walk out what that is with, yeah. with, with God. I mean, this is your father. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't even know what that type of hurt and sorrow could be for an individual. Yeah. And so I think it's very important for you to continue the process of that journey uh, in your intimate time with Christ. And that is a journey that I've not been on. But, yeah. But I must trust the God that I believe in with you yeah. and, and the journey that he's lovingly allowed you to walk out. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. Because I, I think that one of the beautiful things about our walk with God is the different experiences that we have and the different experiences that we can share. And when I, when I read about your story, that's why it took me back to my story. And I wonder, just like when you say, you know, honestly, you don't know if you've come to a place in your heart where you fully let go the actions of your parents. And one of the things in, in thinking about mine, I was like, wow, God, what if that ability to fully come to that place that organically you forgive them comes from the shift in perspective that I needed you to abandon me as opposed to I'm struggling with this because of your abandonment. Yeah, and, and I think that it is, uh, it is both. Yeah. That, 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 that it is the both of, uh, uh, it, is the, it is the pain that we feel, mm -hmm. and it is the process that we're on. Yeah. And it's both. Um, and both are needed. And both are needed because we are soul and spirit. Yeah. You know, you know that, 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 that we are new creations living in old bodies. Yeah. And so these bodies get wounded yeah. and they get broken. And so um, if, if one, one of the greatest architects of the uh, New Testament uh, can say that he had to live with a limp, 
and and uh, that he had to walk out his Christian life with a thorn, yeah. then we do as well. Yeah. And often we embrace our thorn while at the same time the thorn hurts. That's true. Yeah. That's true. What is one experience in your life that, apart from you sharing, you know, the friend that that passed when you were 15, mm -hmm. but what is one experience in your life that really brought you to that moment of like, you know what, God, you really you do have a call for my life. Several, several. Yeah. Several. It's 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 really so many to even try to name. It's it's this sleeping in the back of a car. It's it's the being broke. It's being mm -hmm. homeless. It's it's uh. It's finding my finding the lady that adopted me um, one night, and she was uh, she 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 had died in her sleep, wow. and uh, just the impact that that made. And um, the lady that adopted me didn't get to live to hear any of my music. Wow. Yeah, so she never heard one song recorded, even though she recycled uh, cans and newspapers to pay for my piano lessons. That's She incredible. never had a chance to have any. So yeah, yeah, and and you know, so so there are so many experiences. I I had a, a, a near near death experience when I was about 26, wow. where I was in a coma for several weeks uh, because of a head injury, um, that 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 really shifted my heart and my hope. And so, you know, there's been many, many moments in my life that I've, that I've seen God and I've met God on my Damascus journey. And wow. so, um, yeah, and, and that's why I'm so confident in its existence uh, um, outside of the historical and archaeological evidence to prove the existence of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I still have confidence that, um, that the Christ that I believe in is real. Yeah. And from that place, can you, as we wrap up this part, part one, can you speak to someone who finds difficulty trusting God because they feel as though everything in their life has seemed to be against them? How do you, how can you speak to that person? You know, that, 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 that the first thing that I can say is that you probably feel like everything has been against you because maybe you have not come to the place of trusting God. Mm. That it could be the byproduct of your lack of trust. That's good. Uh, now, at the same time, I must be cautious and say that trusting God does not mean blue skies and, and, uh, sure don't. and, <laughs> and pretty flowers. Uh, yeah. But, but, but you, you, you and I both can attest to the fact that it is something about the presence of God yeah. that even in the dark days you do see flowers. Yeah. You know that 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 you can see them during the dark days, and so uh, there is a paradigmatic shift in the focus of what happens to an individual when when he, when he comes into the enlightenment of a personal intimate relationship with Christ. So I would say um, that you may not be trying God right now. But in your life, there is a God that you're trying because everybody has like a God. That. Yeah. Everybody has a God. And it's definitely maybe low, uh, lowercase g, yeah. but everybody has a God. I love that. And I think just a, a takeaway from that that I found, I just, that's so profound in itself that you might feel like you're in that place because you don't trust God and because you don't trust a God that goes outside of what you can control, what you can handle. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting because when we, you know, when we put ourselves in like in this religious activities or we create our own gods. And what I mean by religious activities is activities oh, that we, yeah, we, we are, you know, we are the God over. Yeah. So it makes sense that if your life is going out of control, you feel like literally everything is out of whack because yeah. what you put your trust in, you're bigger. Than. Yeah. Yes. So I love totally. that as a good takeaway. Next on The Same Room. The core of this conversation of, you know, if, if God is really good, why is Jesus the only way? 
Within that is a deeper question that millennials are asking because the Jesus we're saying, what the picture they have of him is not the picture we know him to be on the good side. Yes, yes. The picture they have of him is oppressor, control freak, yes. tyrant. Yes. So until we heal that picture, yes. then yes. we can have the real conversation. Yes.